This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Praise God. Well, <clears throat> we want to welcome you. We know we have many guests this morning, uh, people being um, baptized in water. And what a celebration. I tell you what, this is one of the most exciting services we have uh, anytime that we do this. And then, of course, we've got a bunch of babies that are being dedicated as well. And so we're excited about that dynamic uh, within the context of our service. But um, uh, we're going to go ahead and prepare to receive our offering this morning. And um, I want to share a verse of Scripture that's familiar, I know, to many of you. But uh, still, sometimes, you know, we just need to be reminded, not only that, praise God, when we do our giving, we need to do it in faith. And what I mean by that is, is when we discover what the Bible has to say, uh, then praise God, we can participate accordingly and we can expect God's blessing in our lives as a result of our obedience. In Malachi chapter 3, the Lord speaks about giving and tithing and things of that nature. And and in verse uh, 10, he says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. I've said this many times, I'll say it again, you know, thank God for chicken suppers because I love chicken. But if you're going to finance the church on chicken suppers, you're probably going to have a real deficiency. No, God's method that he chose to use to finance the work of God to proclaim the gospel is through the tithes and offerings of people that are believers. You know, the, the thing about it you have to realize, everyone, is, is that the sinner and the person that's lost and doesn't know God, they're not going to finance their own salvation. So that's where we come in. When we participate in our giving, it it positions us to be able to preach the gospel. And I'm thinking right now about Franklin Graham and uh, some of the things that they were doing over in the UK. Amazing, amazing things where that man and his team went to preach the gospel and and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And now he's going to be up in the Northeast, I think, here in September, October, I believe it is. And uh, so please pray for Franklin and the team, his son, Will. I mean, they're getting it done. And I mean, you know, um, it's important for us to recognize that uh, we have this window. Can you turn this down just a little bit? It seems a little, you know, whatever. Anyway, we have this window, you know, uh, for the gospel to be preached. And then, then Jesus said, then the end will come. So while the window is open, we need to do everything we can to make that happen. Can you say amen? amen. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, Jesus said there comes a time when uh, uh, no man, you know, can, can uh, preach. So we just need to get after it as much as we can, as quick as we can, as soon as we can. There is an urgency. This is the two-minute warning, everybody. So let's just get involved in the kingdom business and get it done. So... As you're giving today, notice again, he says, so that there's meat in the house, says the Lord. And then he makes his statement, prove me now herewith, test me, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and uh, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be uh, room enough to receive it. And, everybody say and. and. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes that he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast your fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. So there's real promise in our giving. 
There's real promise in our participation or obedience to what God said. So I want to encourage you in that this morning as we do our giving. The ushers in the aisle, if you need an envelope for your giving, they have one in their hand. You can also grab one from the back of the pews. We have a number of different ways you can give. If you look up on the screen, texting to give, online giving. And if you're making out a check, you can do so to Fellowship Church. Praise God. How many are glad you're here today? How many of you know this is better than jail? Yeah, amen to that. Praise God. So let's hold our offerings up toward heaven. We'll pray together. Father, we love you so much. And thank you for this opportunity we have, Father, to sow into the kingdom of heaven. We know, Father God, there's a purpose and a plan that you have for us, and particularly as a church family, Father, to reach the world that is around us with your gospel. And so, Father God, I want to thank you for your grace, your blessing upon every home, every family and individual, Father, as they participate today in this offering. And thank you, Lord, for causing there to be a great return on their giving in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. If I could please have those of you that are uh, dedicating your children to the Lord to please stand and bring your children down here. Uh, That would be great. She's on the move. It's one thing about these services. You never know what's going to happen. And that's okay. If you just make a line across here and face the back of, uh, yeah, the screen back here. Face this way. There you go. Great. Good. Babies, babies, babies. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. All right, I hope I get this right. We got Nick and Sammy Doty, and they're uh, dedicating Layton Allen Doty. And then we have Brad and Jessica Audi, and they're going to be dedicating Marissa Posey Audi. And Emily Rose Marilyn Adi. <laughs> and then we got Josh and Abby Meyer down here on the end, and their quiver is full. Hallelujah. And um, their uh, Weaver's going to be, Weaver Joy Meyer is going to be dedicated today. And then Elijah and Allison Bix, they have June Vera Bix being dedicated. Then we have Jesse and uh, Allison. Let's see, is that right? Jesse and Brianna, sorry. I stand corrected. (laughs) Um, And Emma Louise is being dedicated. And then Josh, Stephanie uh, Grinfold has Ren Grinfold being um, dedicated. We also have Glenn and Amy Tomrin and Liam James is going to be dedicated today. Check out uh, Liam's haircut. He's looking really fine today. And uh, we're excited about that. And then Joe and Ellie. Uh, I don't want to butcher this. Neneman. Neneman. Yep. Thank you so much. You're so gracious. And we've got Charlotte Gale that's going to be dedicated today. Let me share a few things with you, everyone, as it results or as it regards dedication. Um, <clears throat> during the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus... The Bible says that people were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. And when the disciples saw this, they rebuked him. But uh, Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. So Jesus invites us to bring our children to him. 
in dedication and to ask for his blessing upon their lives, just as all of you are doing this morning. This is really a a significant defining moment for your kids, whether you realize it or not. And there is perhaps, I think, nothing more precious than for you in the sight of our Heavenly Father to be bringing your children to the Lord for dedication. And as you honor, honor God this way, I believe that he'll honor you during the time that you have the privilege of being able to care for them as they begin their lives and as they work, work toward a commitment to Christ. Um, Frederick uh, Casey Price, who was a senior pastor in Los Angeles for many years, made this statement. He said, whether we realize it or not, the greatest single occupation that we as humans can have is to be a parent. And so dedication, obviously, is a, a very special time to give heartfelt thanks to God's gift to each and every one of the homes that are represented here this morning. Also to ask for God's divine providence and oversight in the life of these ones that we're going to be dedicating today. And it also marks a time when parents, you know, as parents, you can, you're committing yourselves to bringing these kids up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So while we dedicate the children to the Lord, there's also a parental dedication that's taking place. And so we've said this again many times, we'll say it again, that the act of dedication doesn't automatically make your child a Christian. But yet right on the other hand, we understand that, you know, in in every life there has to be a conscious decision of dependence upon the atoning sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we dedicate our children to the Lord. And then when they reach a day of uh, a time of accountability and they understand the plan and the purpose and the gospel of Christ, then they can be baptized, which we'll witness here a little bit um, later today. So there's divine destiny, everyone. Listen, these children came into your life. The Bible says in Jeremiah that before they were formed in the womb, God knew them. And there is a divine destiny on every one of their lives. So it is without question a huge privilege for you to be the parents of these kids to help guide and to direct and to show them the direction that they should go. And we may not know what that destiny is, but thank God we can have the privilege to be able to mold and shape the character of their lives. So today's just one step in many that will fulfill this commitment to these children. Here's God's promise to you. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon your seed and my blessing upon your offspring, and they'll spring up as among the grass as willows by the water courses. And also teach your children uh, to choose the right path, and when they're older, they will remain upon it. So the greatest legacy that we can uh, give to our child in their lives is for them to have the memory of a home where God is being obeyed and where his word is loved and where the work of God is a priority. So I have some questions for you that I'll just simply ask, and if you would uh, agree with these, would you please answer, we do. Today, do you recognize this child as a gift from God and give heartfelt thanks for God's blessing? Do you here this day dedicate this child to the one who gave them. Do you hear this day before these witnesses make the quality decision that you as parents are going to bring this child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? 
And then, do you here this day make the commitment to give every possible benefit of home education and of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to these children? And finally, on this wonderful day, hallelujah, do you ask God's blessing upon their lives to guide, to guard, and to direct them throughout all of their years? Would you all stand with me, please, those of you in the congregation? Hallelujah. We're going to pray a general prayer, and then I'm just going to lay my hands on your children here for just a moment, and uh, let's believe God. Amen. So, Father, we love you so much. God, we're so grateful for these parents. And they've brought their children to you, Father God, just as in days gone by in Jesus' earthly ministry when they brought children to him. And, Father, I want to thank you for your grace upon every one of these children. And, Father, we now dedicate them to the one who gave them. But not only that, Father God, these parents dedicate themselves to bringing these children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so I just thank you, Father God, for your blessing in every one of these homes as they look to you, as they seek you, as they follow you, that, God, your blessing will rest upon them in Jesus' name. Would you all just stretch your hands out toward these folks? Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, (laughs) we love you, Lord. And we now dedicate this child to you. And we thank you, Father God, for your grace. Father, to, to cause them to walk within your footsteps. And we thank you, Father, for your blessing on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Father, we lay our hands on this child right now. In Jesus' name and dedication to you. And I thank you, Father God, that there are plans that you have for him. Yes, plans to prosper, not to harm, to give a hope and a future. And so we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, we pray for this child right now in dedication to you, and we thank you for your goodness and mercy to rest upon her, Father God, all the days of her life. May these parents, Father, be led by you in the way in which they should go in leading and guiding this child and training them. We lay our hands on this child, Father, now in the name of Jesus. We dedicate them to you. And we thank you, Father, for your grace and your blessing upon her. Hi, honey. Praise God. In Jesus' name. We lay our hands on this child. And I thank you again for these parents, Father, who brought her to you to dedicate her. And I thank you, Father, for your blessing in Jesus' name. Father, we lay our hands upon this child. And I thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your goodness, and grace. Hallelujah. As we dedicate her to you. And we thank you for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Are we doing both these kits all right? Just hold them still. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, as we lay our hands upon these children, Father God, I just thank you for your grace to rest upon her and her. (laughs) To be blessed coming in, going out, to be full of joy. And Father, I thank you for guiding these parents and giving them your grace and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, buddy. You want to come see me? I didn't ask you because I wasn't sure what the response might be. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this child. We thank you, Father, for these parents that come now to dedicate him to you. 
And we thank you for your blessing, Father, upon his life as we dedicate him in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we thank you for your plans and purposes to be fulfilled in him, just as in all the rest of them. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You want to stay here? He probably would. All right, you may be seated. God bless you all. Let's give them a great big round of applause as they go. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's see. <clears throat> well, we're going to have a whole bunch of people get baptized this morning. You excited about that? I tell you, it's going to be awesome. Glory to God. Such a wonderful time. Now, if Here's, here's a thought for you. If you've, if you've been born again, if you've been born of the Spirit of God and never been baptized in water, we want to invite you right now to join the rest of them and get baptized. You say, well, I didn't really prepare for that. It's okay. Hallelujah. I think we have a shirt that you can put on. Your pants, you just kind of got to figure that out yourself. I don't know anything about that, but we'll give you a towel. And you can get baptized, praise God, in water, and obey the commandment of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it'll be a blast. I trust you it'll be an unforgettable moment for you. So you think about that while I'm preaching, and uh, we'll see how many brave souls we have. Hallelujah. Awesome. Amen, amen, amen. Um, <clears throat> you know, within the at least the Protestant practice or tradition, custom, whatever you want to call it, uh, there are only two ordinances that we recognize from the New Testament that Jesus gave us that we were to observe. The first being communion, and the second is water baptism. Uh, in the scriptures in Mark chapter 16, Jesus made this statement. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believes first and then is baptized shall be saved, and he that believes not shall be damned. In another place in Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus, he came and spake to those that were there and he said, all authority is given to me both in heaven and on this earth. And then he went on to say, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And he said, lo, I am with you always even to the ends of the earth. But notice that he said in this scripture here, go ye, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy. That's what we're doing today. We're just obeying what it is that Jesus asked us to do. Go preach the gospel and people that come to a place of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, let them be baptized. So today this group of, I don't know, 20 or so, depending on you know, what the outcome is at the end of the service, are going to be following the path of millions of others. Think about it. Millions of others that are populating heaven that have gone on before them in obedience to this commandment or this ordinance that Jesus gave to us. So water baptism, it's not a church tradition. You know, it's not something, you know, the church just, you know, came up with and, and this is what we do. No, this is, this is something that Jesus gave as a defining miracle moment in the lives of people who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So please know that this is not a ritual, you know, that needs to be performed, but rather, praise God, it is a public declaration that these people are choosing to become followers 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? They're going to do something for the kingdom. In the Old Testament, we have this example. And, and um, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1, in the New Living Translation, uh, Paul was writing, he says, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud and moved ahead, that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. So in the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. Remember when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, they came up against, you know, the, uh, the Red Sea, and then, of course, the Egyptian army was behind them, and this miracle took place where he parted the waters and they went through. Hallelujah. Is that, am I supposed to stop now? Um, I don't know why that happened. Where were we? Oh, we're talking about the nation of Israel being baptized, notice it says here, as followers of Moses. So they were followers of Moses. Now, when you look in the New Testament during the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, actually prior to that, there was a guy by the name of John the Baptist. How many of you remember that guy? Okay. And uh, the Bible tells us that prior to Jesus's being revealed and his ministry beginning, the Bible says that John preached a baptism of repentance. So we have this being baptized uh, into Moses, you know, back in the Old Testament, we have John the Baptist uh, preaching a baptism of repentance, and then these, these uh, disciples became followers of John. Now, you remember he said, I must decrease and he must increase. So what ended up happening is, is that these that were once disciples of John became disciples of Jesus. Well, today... Those being baptized are declaring their, their faith, their commitment, their, if you want to call it allegiance, to being followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a privilege it is for us to follow him, to live for him, to obey him, to do the will of God. There's nothing finer. There's nothing better. There's nothing greater. You know, we may not understand everything there is about Christianity and theology and all of that, but I'm telling you, at the end of the day, even the simplest can understand that Jesus came for one reason and one only, and that is that the lost might be found, that the sinner might be saved. And thank God he came, and he obeyed God and gave his life and shed his blood so that today we could celebrate the redemption and the salvation that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, when we talk about this and, and baptism, that, you know, the pathway of salvation, it's not just some verbal confession, but it's a heartfelt com uh, a commitment that we're making to him because we've come to know that Jesus Christ is real. Hallelujah. And we see from these scriptures, and I'm going to share this with you if you want to, you're welcome to turn there if you've got a Bible, in Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, beautiful story about a man who was seeking. And maybe you're here this morning, you're still seeking. You could be just like this Ethiopian guy. But notice what it says here in the scriptures in chapter 8 and verse 25. Um, well, I'm sorry, uh, verse 26 it says, and the angel of the Lord spake to Philip. Now, Philip was one of the seven who waited on tables and different things way back in the beginning of the early church. And then God called him as an evangelist. And uh, the Bible tells us that uh, he, 
uh, the angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, Arise and go toward the south under the way that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all of her treasure, had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. And the Spirit of the Lord uh, said to Philip, Go near and join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran uh, to him, heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and just asked the question, Do you understand what you read? And he went on then to say, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture that he was reading was, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said to him, I, I ask you, pray you, of whom speaks the prophet, of, of himself or some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached to him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a place or a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here's water. What hinders me to be baptized? And the reason I'm sharing this verse of scripture is it's because it speaks to us of the qualification in order for us to be able to be baptized. And this next verse, Philip said, If you believe... With all your heart thou mayest. And the eunuch answered and said to him, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so they stopped the chariot, uh, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for that? What a beautiful story. A guy's seeking, he's looking, you know, for, for answers in his life. He's reading the Bible, just like so many people today. I mean, they may not be looking at the Bible per se, but they are still seeking. They're still looking for the reasons and the, and the meaning of life. And I got to tell you, praise God, all of it is found in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so again, this morning, as we see these people being baptized in water, they're essentially doing exactly what the eunuch did. But Phyllis, Philip gives us a clear understanding of the first and foremost qualifications or pre prerequisites for being water baptized. You have to believe with all your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. Another place, another example was that of Peter on the day of Pentecost. He got up and preached after the Holy Ghost came and fell upon them. And the Bible says that when he got done preaching, they fell under conviction. They were pricked in their heart. And they said, men and brethren, what must or shall we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And then he went on to say that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I want you again to understand the prerequisite here that Peter um, proclaims or identifies is for us to repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus so that our sins can be forgiven or so that our sins can be remitted. So baptism is just an act of obedience. That's what we're doing here today. These people are saying, I want to obey God, and they're going to get water baptized. A lot of times, you know, with adults, you know, I mean, the gals will say, well, what about my makeup and, you know, different things like that. Well, you know what? Praise God. If you put him first, it doesn't matter. 
You just go for it. Amen. We'll wipe that off later. We'll give you some Kleenexes or whatever it is that you need, and you can just obey God. Can you say amen? I remember when I was uh, first saved, I was saved when I was 19, and, and um, we were attending a Bible study, and uh, it was in the middle of the winter. Al, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, Al Hadfield. I graduated with Al, and we got saved basically about the same time. We were at this, at this Bible study, and somebody got talking about water baptism, and there's a bunch of us that had. I don't think I was in on that. But anyway, a bunch of us hadn't been water, water baptized. And so in the, I think it was in the winter. I mean, you got to be committed to do what, what happened in this deal. It was in the middle of the winter. They got a horse tank from someplace I don't know where, set it on the sidewalk and filled it with water. And we baptized I don't know how many people. Hallelujah. Now that's commitment. Are you listening to me? And these people that are being baptized, you know, you, you got it so good. I mean, the water's all nice and, you know, wonderfully warm, and it's been just waiting for you to arrive. And, yeah, no, it was a whole different deal. We were committed, and thank God for that. Amen. So water baptism's more than an event or an experience in which we can say, well, I got, I got that done, now I can just move on. No, there is a power in baptism that allows you and I as believers to live out potentially our lives in a powerful kind of Christ-like way. Hallelujah. And God is the one who makes that possible. In other words, living a baptized life. You know, the scriptures, they talk to us about this in Galatians chapter 2. Paul said this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And yet it's not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So thank God these people today, again, being baptized, they're going to be living their lives by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he said. And I'll tell you what, man, it is a path of great blessing for each and every one of us. So... To, to bring to a conclusion some of our comments here this morning, Romans chapter 6 and verse 1 says this, Paul was writing, he says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show more and more of his wonderful grace? He said, of course not. He said, since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? See, there's a burial that takes place when you're baptized in the water. Essentially, what Paul does is he makes this baptismal tank a graveyard. And what it is, is is that we're burying the old man in that water. And then he's going to come up, whoever it is, or she, and walk in newness of life. And with that is coming an empowerment from the Holy Spirit of God for people to be able to live out their lives victoriously in Christ, successfully in Him, obedient to the plan and the purpose of God. Isn't that awesome? You know, I tell you what, praise God, there again is no other better way than to live your lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, He invites us to come. He said, come unto me, all you that are labor." laboring and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. How many of you would like to have some rest? Amen. We can sleep for a long time. Hallelujah. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest. Everybody say rest. 
I'm telling you what, the world needs rest. I mean, we see so many things going on that, I mean, you know, it just boggles your mind when you think about it. But Christ offers the people of God, his children, believers, a rest that can only come from him. Because he went on then to say, he says, for my yoke is easy, my burden's light. So thank God, praise God, that we have this, this access, if you want to call it that, you know, that has been given to us. And again, as these people are being baptized this morning, I tell you what, praise God, it just kind of cements the commitment that they've made to him. And so it, it's acknowledging that. He goes on here and says, he says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he said, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin continue in it? Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live brand new, successful, glorious lives. So everybody say, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, amen. Thank God for what it is that he's done for us. So you know, it's uh, like I said, we're turning this uh, baptism thing into a graveyard for the old man and burying our old ways where Jesus invites us to meet him. Hallelujah. And at the same time, like I said, we're, wa- we're being raised to walk in newness of life. So um, see this picture with me of this dynamic kind of deliverance that really truly is taking place in the lives of every one of these people. Just like the nation of Israel had their back up against the wall, you know, when when the Red Sea was on one side and the Egyptians were on the other, God came down, praise God, and drowned all their problems in that sea. And the same thing is happening as we do this here this morning so that, praise God, we can be delivered from the slavery of sin to a divine destiny through this baptism that we're, we're doing here today. Hallelujah. So finally, let me share this verse of Scripture here. In Matthew chapter 3 and 16, when Jesus got baptized, the Bible says that Jesus came up immediately out of the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You know, however, the num- however many the number is, I want you to know that when you're being baptized this morning, he's well pleased. As he was pleased with Jesus, he's pleased with you. Praise God. And the thing I also want you to know is, is that you know, I'm, I'm not saying that heaven's going to open and you're going to see the things that Jesus, or you're going to hear a voice or anything else. But I am telling you this, praise God, that there is a, a discernible change that takes place within our lives when we obey God the way that you're obeying him. And I believe that the spiritual realm, that which is invisible, becomes very tangible and visible to you through your own heart, your own mind, and your own eyes. And it'll give you an empowerment to be able to live a life that is pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Glory to God. And bring great honor and great glory to Him. Can you say amen? So I want to take this opportunity, those of you that are being baptized, to go ahead and stand if you would please. Yeah, there you go. And if you'll make your way out that door, 
uh, they're going to guide you and show you where it is you need to go. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, while we're talking about that, is there any other ones? You've, been, you've become a believer, you're a child of God, but you've never been baptized in water, and you want to get baptized, you're just going to, you know, go for it? Anybody at all? Invite, invite, invite. Honey, you know Jesus? Stand up. Go with them. Glory to God. Amen. All right, anybody else? You know, you've never been baptized in water. Glory to God. If a, how old is she? Huh? 11? If an 11-year-old child can do it, praise God, you can too. Amen? Anybody else? How about some brave adults? Say, man, I'm going to go do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I ain't getting no, no bites, but never know. Once, one time we had a service, and I think there were six or eight people that got baptized in water that weren't planning on it. It was awesome. Great. All right, I'll give you one more chance. Anybody? You know, the thing about that is, is you're thinking, well, what about the seat in my car? Well, if it's made out of leather, it'll be all right. It'll be, you know, don't worry about it. And, uh, and if it's made out of cloth, well, it'll dry. There you go. Yeah, that's right. It'll dry. Anybody at all? Before we go. Hallelujah. All right. Would you bow your heads with me, everyone? Hallelujah. Father, we're so grateful. Just a few moments, Father God, we're going to witness the lives of people that are following in the footsteps of so many others, Father, that have said yes to this commandment and to this ordinance. And God, we pray for each and every one of them as they're baptized in water, Father, that it will be a defining moment in their life. But Father, I also pray for those that are here witnessing this, that if there are those that are here today, Father, and they've never asked Christ to come into their heart or be the Lord of their life, that, Lord, you'd speak to their hearts right now. Help them to know, Father, that you have a plan for their life. Help them to know that there's a heaven to gain and hell to shun. Help them to know, Father, that you love them and that you want the very best for them. And it begins with a commitment to you by saying yes to becoming a follower of Jesus. And so, Father God, I pray that within the sound of my voice, if there's anyone here today, Father, that you would draw them to you even now. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one's looking around. If you've never made Christ the Lord of your life, but you'd say by your uplifted hand, you know, Pastor, I have an interest in your prayer. Could, could you pray for me? Because I've been seeking. I was like the Ethiopian, you know, and I've been driving around trying to figure out what life's all about, and, and, um, and I want to know him. If you're here this morning, you've never made that commitment, could I see by your uplifted hand? We don't, we're not going to embarrass you. We just want to pray with you. Anyone as I look across this crowd this morning, anyone at all, we want to give you that opportunity to come. Hallelujah. He said, come to me, all you that labor heavy laden. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you looking for rest? I'm telling you, Jesus is the answer that you're looking for. Anyone as I look across the crowd, one more time. Pastor, I have an interest in your prayer. Anybody at all? Thank you, Father. We love you. Well, Father God, for every person that's here, I just pray for them, Father, that they'll continue in their walk with you, that they'll be strong in you and in the power of your might. And I just thank you, Father God, that if there are those that are seeking, that God, they'll come to a place of faith and confidence in you. And Lord, that they'll receive you as their Lord and as their Savior and be born of your spirit. And Father God, we thank you for your blessing 
in every one of their lives in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We've got a bunch of young children to begin with uh, that are going to be baptized in water, and then, then the adults will be following them. And so uh, it's going to be a great time. If you want to, why don't we stand? You know, you've been sitting for a little while. Let's stand. And, and uh, if you need to, you're welcome to sit down at any time. But otherwise, let's celebrate this baptism that's taking place.